What's up, everybody? It's straight off the press. I'm your host, LA Rams cornerback, five-time Pro Bowler, three-time All-Pro, and Super Bowl champion, Jalen Ramsey. When the game goes final, you'll hear from me, honest and unfiltered. Let's get into it. I told y'all, Shake Back gonna be legendary. And this is just one chapter. This is just one, another chapter of the Shake Back. Welcome to week two of Straight Off the Press with Jalen Ramsey and Uninterrupted, man. We shook back, for sure. Finally, I ain't gonna say finally, because it's only week two, but I get to come to y'all straight after a game, after a win, instead of after an L. So, man, we, got, we had a bounce back win today against the Atlanta Falcons. It was a big win for us. Um, a lot of guys bounced back and played play well, who uh, had uncharacteristic games last week. So, man, I'm excited to give y'all, um, you know, a little extended show this this week. I'm going to have a little special guest coming in a minute. But before that, man, let's let's talk about the game a little bit, and then let's talk about a couple of the games around the league. It's, it, this time I get to talk to y'all about games around the league. It's, we can talk about some other some other stars around the league. We get to talk about some hot topics. We talk about it all. Let's get straight to it, man. We had a bounce back win. We beat the Atlanta Falcons, thirty-one to twenty-seven today. Man, it was a uh, it was a game that uh, had some up and downs. Had some up and downs for sure. We we popped out on them. Um, we had a big lead, big lead going in the half. Second half, we came out a little stagnant. Um, a couple turnovers happened here and there. Some uncharacteristic things happened. Um, so we kind of de- we kind of de- defeated the odds today. If you want to talk about it, man, they they had some um, big time turnovers. They had some touchdowns from um, you know a special team standpoint. And man, we were still able to have a win. Man, it was an ugly win, but it was a good win. At the end of the day, we always gonna take a win. Now we now we done tied it up. We won and won. You know what I mean? And we just gonna try to keep it rolling from this point on. I know y'all want to talk about you know the big plays that happened during during the game. So let's just get straight to that as well. I did drop a pick. It was going to be a pick 6-2. I'm tripping. I know I'm tripping. Um, man, it was, it was crazy. Right before the play, I told our safety, Nick Scott, I said, yo, Nick, I said, man, they got about five, six seconds on the clock. I think they might try to, you know, get a little extra room before they try to kick a field goal or, or, or you know, take the top off and, and go to the end zone for the last play. I said, if they run, you know, an out route, I'm going to jump it. That's exactly what I did. They ran an out route. I didn't even much backpedal. If you go look at the play, I didn't even much backpedal. I jumped it, man. I tried to catch the catch it like that. I tried to catch the rock like that instead of catching it with some aggressive hands, running through it, man. Could have had a pick six to end the half off. Who knows what they could have did with our momentum? You know, things like that. Those are um, even though you know I was able to get a pick at the end of the game and we won. Like I'm still critical of myself. Like yo, we I gotta get that. I gotta I gotta do better. You know, I gotta be the top dog for real, for real, like the big dog make those plays, right? So I'm going to get better. Just stay tuned. I'm, 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 I'm getting in my groove. I'm going to make them plays, man, for sure. Trust me and believe that. We also had some other guys step up who, uh, you know, the outside world may have wanted to talk about last week. Where was where was A-Rob? Where was blah, blah, blah? A-Rob balled today. A-Rob did his thing. A-Rob had a touchdown, really had two touchdowns. They took one of his touchdowns away um, on some penalty, whatever, whatever that may have been, but a-Rob had a game today. He was targeted a lot more. He got open. He was able to make a lot of big plays. Stafford made some big plays. Of course, Cooper Cup made some big plays. Daryl Henderson ran the ball well. Cam Akers had more touches tonight. I know all, all, everybody was wondering about all those storylines. Let's let's get all these out the way, huh? We had a we had a big time, uh, a couple big time plays by a rookie today. Our rookie draft pick, Jacoby uh, Durant. Man, he had some big plays today. He he popped us off with the interceptions today. He had an interception. Should have returned it to the crib. Man, he said Mariota was fast. That's what he came to the sideline and said. We said, you supposed to take that one to the crib. He said, I ain't know Mariota was that fast. That's what he said. Mariota do got some speed on him, but we still sticking to our guns. You should have took that one to the crib, Kobe. Kobe had a big play, a big game, though. Kobe had a real big game today, man. He had that pick, not only that pick that set our offense up for a score before half, but he also had a sack. Um, so that's like a that's a heck of a rookie debut. Um, obviously he played last week, but he didn't play any defensive snaps. So as soon as he gets his first defensive snaps in week two, all he do is make plays. So we can probably look to see him, you know, getting a little bit more action in the games uh, coming up here in these coming weeks. 
So that was it really for the Rams game this week. We had some big plays. We had some not so good plays. But man, all that matters is the win. We got the win at the end of the day, no matter how ugly it was. We're going to clean up whatever we got to clean up, and hopefully we keep it rolling from here. Next week we go to Arizona. That's a division game. That's always a big game. So we, we got to get ready for that one as well. We're going to enjoy this moment, but then we're going to, you know, for about 24 hours, and then we're going to change our minds and flip our minds. And go on to the next week. Man, around the league, we got storyline on storyline on storyline this week, man. We we can talk about the Ravens-Dolphins game. Man, where you see Lamar, 100-plus rushing, 100-plus passing. I think um he passed Michael Vick now for most 100-yard rushing games. He crazy. I don't know how in the world Lamar ain't got whatever contract he want. I mean, I'm just saying, if, if, if I was the NFL GM, NFL owner, whatever, whoever, I'm handing Lamar a check. I'm saying, what what is, what is it going to take? What is it going to take, Lamar? Because he's a, he a monster out there. I mean, what, he was the youngest MVP in the league ever. I mean, he's been dominant year after year after year. I mean, especially when they've been healthy. I mean, when he's been healthy, he's been he's been the leader of their team. He's been doing it all. People doubted him from the jump, said he was a running back. Man, he's doing it all. He's throwing the football, running the football. He's just being a complete leader of their team. And it's crazy that... He might not even be getting most of the pub for that game because Tua went crazy in the fourth quarter. There was times in the game where they was up 20-plus. I thought the game was over. Apparently, I get back in the locker room after our game. I'm checking up on all the games. Apparently, Tua goes crazy in the fourth quarter. Tua had four touchdowns in the fourth quarter alone that made six for the whole game, six touchdowns the whole game. His two star receivers, Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill, they went crazy. They both had touchdowns over 100 yards. They went crazy, man. That that Ravens Dolphins game was probably a game that a lot of people weren't expecting to go that way. Um, in the first half, I know, especially when we were in the locker room, still able to look at the game before our games, it didn't seem that the game was going to go that way, but it did, man. You the, the NFL is hard. Every team has elite players. Every team is good. So, man, you see games like that, you like, man, that's why I'm so grateful for our game and and, and being happy that we got to win no matter how ugly it was, because it's hard in the NFL. I can assure you that it is. Another storyline, I know y'all probably going to love this one. I love this one. Really, this 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 is my favorite one right here. You had the, the Saints versus the Bucks, and they had a fight. Come on. They had a fight. Yes, sir. You know, receiver receiver and cornerback matchups, especially when it's two of the best in the business doing it. I mean, you got you got Mike Evans. You got Marshawn Lattimore. Well, I got a lot of respect for both of those guys. They play each other two times a year. Every, every single year, they've always been in the same division since, since Marshawn's been in the league. Marshawn has had some success against him. Mike has had some success against Marshawn as well. I love seeing just that battle in general. But, man, them two teams, they like rivals for real. They hate each other. Man, the, the Bucks, they always struggle playing the Saints, it seems. It seems like the Saints always have their number somehow, some way. But all I know is today the Bucks did win, but who y'all think won the fight? Who y'all think won the fight? We had, we, had, we had Marshawn talking shit to Tom Brady. Uh, you know, my dog Leonard for that, who I was with in Jacksonville, talking talking shit to Marshawn. You got Mike Evans coming off from the sideline, trying to shove Marshawn. Then you got Mar you got a whole little scuffle. It, we ain't really gonna say no fight. It's never really a fight because you know we got pads on and all that. But it was a, it was a big time scuffle today. And honestly, man, that, that lets you know football back. Like football is back. That fierce, that competitiveness, it's back. You know what I mean? And in those in those situations, I'll give y'all my real analysts on it. You know what I mean? Um, my real look on it is, you know, Marshawn a dog. Marshawn a dog. That's what makes him great. That's what makes him a great defensive back. It makes him a great corner. He a dog. He got that dog in him. He don't care if you Tom Brady, the greatest to put it on. He don't care if you a rookie. He don't care who you are. He a dog. He going to talk his shit. Going to say whatever he want to say. You talking back with him? Let's go then. We just gonna go. Oh, and then you put put your hands on him. You push him. He gonna get he gonna get the last shove. He gonna get his last shove. And at the same time, then you got Leonard for that, who I know is a dog. I, I was in Jacksonville with him. I know, I know Leonard for that a dog. And then Brady, you don't become this great without being a dog. And then you got Mike Evans protecting his quarterback. Like it was just the perfect it was the perfect storm for that little scuffle. But you know, really. I might be biased, and I and I hate this part about it because they're going to get fined, all that stuff. I think that's lame. I don't like none of that, but I don't like taking the money out, the, out, out of their pockets. And, and truthfully, me, I don't think none of them was wrong. 
I mean, that's what they had to do in that moment. Marshawn a dog, you're going to stand up for himself. You push me, I'm going to push you back, whatever the case may be. Oh, if I'm Mike and you talking shit to my quarterback and you're in my quarterback face, I'm going to protect my quarterback. It's Tom Brady. Like, what you want me to do? So I don't necessarily think any of them was wrong. I think they'll all learn from it, obviously, and try to keep cool and calmer heads during the game. But, yo, football back. This football, like, y'all love it. I love it. Like, it's fierce. This is what this game about, right? So it's going to happen. It's going to happen sometimes. Anyway, Tampa Bay ended up having a good game. They um they end up beating the Saints. I think, like, the first time in the regular season that, that Tom Brady has beat them. I could be wrong. I don't think so. But I think it's, like, the first time Tom Brady has beat them in the regular season. So that's, like, that's you know, you can consider that another win on top of, you know, just the win in itself. Another storyline, man, what we got? We got, uh, we got Trey Lance. Um getting injured and this is something that i hate this is the part about the game that i unfortunately you know i hate this part of the game um there's so much to love about this game of football but um injuries are not one thing that you love it's a part of the game you know you just got to go with it but um seeing this guy get his opportunity this year um the franchise they have continuously you know uh put the whole franchise behind them gave him their vote of confidence let them know that he's going to be our guy this year um, and to see him get injured like this in week two, man, it that that sucks. But uh, if you if you think about it, I guess keeping Jimmy G was a smart, very smart decision for him. And so I guess Jimmy G came in after Trey Lance got hurt and carted off in the first half. Um, and, and Jimmy G, he had a good performance. Um, almost 200 yards, if I'm not mistaken, a couple touchdowns led them to their first win of the season as well in their home opener. So. Uh, as we'll, we'll, we'll definitely be praying for Trey Lance. Hope he has a speedy recovery. Um, you never want to see those type of injuries. But, you know, it's all a part of the game. And I guess, uh, you know, from whoever, whoever was happy that it was it was Trey era starting or whoever really wanted Jimmy back, you know, I guess you got a little bit of bit of each. And now Jimmy gets his time to show that, you know, I'm still, I'm still that guy. I'm still that quarterback. Because the opportunity is now presenting itself again for Jimmy G. Other storylines, I mean, we can, we, we can keep going with the storylines. NFL back, y'all, I mean, don't y'all feel it? I, I know I feel it. NFL back, man. We got a uh, – what else we had? We had the Jets and the Browns today. And the Browns have been looking good. Now, uh, even without Deshaun Watson right now, Jacoby Brissett has been doing well. He's been leading the team. I remember the same thing happened. We were in the locker room looking at that game. Uh, I want to say, like, Kareem Hunt had just scored a touchdown. Him or Nick Chubb, one of them. That duo is crazy already. But one of them had just scored a touchdown. They went up like two scores or something. I get back after the game. I see it. And the Jets got their first win of the season. The Jets come back, I guess, with a, like a minute and 30-something left on the clock to beat the Browns. Um, had, a, had, a good, had a good comeback victory. And then you had another comeback victory with the Cardinals. So during the game, obviously, I don't know if, if y'all, if you're a fan and you go to the games, they give updates throughout the game. They give updates during timeouts, TV timeouts, just breaks, intermissions, whatever it may be. So they was giving uh, updates. And I remember seeing that at one point in the second half of our game, I remember seeing their game at like 20 to three. I remember seeing that um, Vegas was beating them by double digits um, in the second half. And then all I know is Kyler Murray. I come to find out Kyler Murray throws a touchdown, two point conversion with no time left. They go on to overtime. Um, and they went on a fumble recovery for a touchdown. Byron Murphy took it all the way to the crib, to the apartments for a touchdown. Man, that's who we play next week. So I'm sure they they juiced up. They last play of the, of, the, of the game was a touchdown to win the game. I'm sure they juiced up. I saw them throwing their helmets off. They turned up. They hyped. And that's who we got next week. So they're going to be hyped. We're going to be hyped. Both coming off wins, our first wins of the season. We traveled to Arizona. It's a division game. It means a little bit more. Trust me, it definitely means a little bit more. Last year, we beat them twice. We beat them once in the regular season and then again in the playoffs. But they beat us once. They beat us our first matchup of the year. So this year, man, obviously we want to, anytime we play these guys, we want to get a sweep. We want to get a clean sweep. This is a good team. This is a good team for sure. You got Kyler Murray, um, who just got paid, massively paid. Um, you got Buda Baker on the other side, leading the defensive side of the ball. So they got some dogs over there as well. This is the first game. Um, no, this is this is the second game that uh, I've been in the same division as D Hop, DeAndre Hopkins, and, and have not played him twice a year. So when I was in Jacksonville, I played D Hop twice a year. Then I got traded to LA. Next year, D Hop gets well in the offseason, D Hop gets traded to 
to Arizona. So me and D-Hop, again, twice a year. So me and D-Hop were playing each other twice a year. Last year, uh, we played each other the first game. The second game, I caught COVID right before the game. Didn't get to play that second game. And then in the playoffs, he was hurt, so he didn't play that game either. Um, this game, he's uh, out right now on suspension for whatever reason. Uh, hate, hate to see that as well. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. We'll, we'll take advantage of it. They still got some guys that's capable of making a lot of plays, but y'all know how I feel about the Rams. Y'all know how I feel about us over here on this side. So we excited for that one next week, man. Um, we're going to get in our playbook. We're going to study a lot. Um, hope they're doing the same thing. We got two Monday night football games. We got the Titans versus the Bills. The Titans have had the Bills number for the past two games. It's been good games. It's been close games, but the Titans have had their number. But we know the Bills are hot. The Bills handed us our first L of the season. We're not even talking about that, though. We're talking about Monday night football game. Who going to bring it? We're going to see. The Titans need to bounce back from their L last week. And the Bills, they're trying to keep it rolling and show that they are that team that everybody is talking about. Right? And then you got the Vikings versus the Eagles. Both coming off good wins. Somebody will be leaving undefeated and somebody won't. Man, let's talk about that matchup. That's the one I'm really more interested in, if I'm being honest with y'all. Y'all know why. Because you got the DBs against the receivers. You got Philly DBs. You got Darius Slay. He locking it down. He's making plays. He had a great year last year. Starting off this year good. James Bradbury starting off the year good. Had a pick six last week. But you got that boy over there in Minnesota. Justin Jefferson, Mr. Mr. Gritty himself, Justin Jefferson over there. So I can't wait to see that one. Also on the on the flip side, I can't wait to see AJ Brown. He going crazy. He went crazy in week one. I want to see what he's gonna do in week two um, with with his new team and with his new quarterback. So as I end my recap of week two of the NFL, just like I ended the game out there today, which I, I thought I was gonna forget to talk about that the game winning pick to seal the game up. One up top, Randy Moss. They gotta be on. That gotta be on. You got more. Y'all know y'all. I, I watched that. Everybody else watched it on his man. It gotta be on there. I needed it. Trust me. At halftime, man, they, all all DBs that was on my head. Man, that's a pick six. I told him, don't worry, don't fret, don't even think about it. It's gonna come back to me. And look at God. God gave it to me. Gave me the opportunity, man. I was able to go up and make a big play for the team um, to wrap up this weekend and luckily get us back even one to one. I saw an opportunity and I had to go seize it. I had to turn into a receiver in essence, if we if we being honest. We were in a zone call. It was a great call by Coach Ra. Man, I had zone eyes. I was able to key the quarterback. I was actually able to key the receiver and quarterback at the same time through peripheral vision. Um, I, I maintained my zone. As soon as the ball left his hands, all I, all I was thinking about was go make a play. Um, and I turned into the receiver when the ball was in the air. And I thought about my head like, yo, I – I got to I gotta get this for the team. I got to get this for my dogs. I said I was going to get one. I own one, so let me go get it. And that was really it. That's what happened. But, um, it, you know, it seems like, you know, it may, it, it may have been a big play. And that's that's what me and my family, friends, that's what we talk about. Like, big players make big plays in big-time moments and big-time games. And I felt like it was that, right? But for me, it was also a routine play. You know what I mean? Because those are that's the type of things that, like, I, I practice that type of stuff. You can ask any one of my teammates. I had a pick like that in practice the same week. So that's like my preparation, turning over the game reality. Um, and, and that's really what happened. I was just glad I was able to make that play. So now I'm here with Pasadena's own, Michigan's own, David Long Jr. We, we just call him D-Lo around the facility. Um, you know what I mean? Starting corner for the LA Rams, out there with me, locking it down, strapping it up. So, uh, and I say Pasadena's own because I know every time uh, we, we be messing with you, like, are you from L.A.? Yada, yada, yada. You always correct us. You be like, no, nah, I'm from Pasadena. No, nah, for sure. So, you feel me? That means something to you. Um, like, what like what that means to you? Like, that you specifically say, like, no, nah, I'm from Pasadena. Like, uh, I think it's just a big distinction. Uh, L.A. County is real big. You know, we within L.A. County, but everybody got their own different cultures. Um, you know, you got Inglewood, other areas of South Central. You got Long Beach. And from outside in, it's all L.A., but when you hear, like, everybody got their own culture. So um, I embrace where I'm from. I don't yeah. just loop it in with L.A. because, uh, you know, I'm not L.A. Like, I'm not from L.A. I, I don't have no, you know, real ties. I'm rooted in Pasadena, so it's big for me to put that stamp and, uh, you know, carry the city on my back in essence. For sure, man. You're definitely doing that. You're definitely carrying the city on your back. Even though you're from Pasadena, like, what did it, what did it mean to you? 
obviously you went to Michigan, like your journey, you went to you from Pasadena, then you ended up going to Michigan. What made you go to Michigan? Uh man, it was a, a whole lot that went into that. Um I actually had some family in Detroit and um, you know, I feel like it just came down to the schools out here wasn't doing what I guess I expected them to be. Like SC was kind of falling off, UCLA mm -hmm. wasn't good. And um, I just wanted to take a step in my, you know, I guess mature a little bit more okay. and leave California. And I thought that was the best fit for me. Uh, some schools, I felt like I would have been going just for a coach. But uh, with the staff at Michigan and Harbaugh, I felt like they would have got me pro ready as far as like off the field, my schedule and just mentally. And then uh, I just wanted to experience something new. I had never seen snow. Um, I never been around Crazy. that. So uh, I just wanted to go experience something new. I'm like, shoot, I only be here three, four years. So I feel like it helped me develop, you know, off the field. You just yeah. mature being on my own. So um, I matured in ways I really wouldn't have matured had I stayed here in California or something. Yo, that's crazy. You ain't never seen snow until you went to Michigan? Nah, nah. So what was your first time, what was your first time like seeing snow? Uh, first, we played Indiana, field covered in snow. Uh, first snow is like beautiful. You know, I, I like I like all the seasons, um, you know, getting spring, fall, winter, all that, summer. And, uh, you know, it was just crazy to me, like, having winter clothes. You know, like, in California, I always crazy. I yeah. wore shorts and shirts, and it didn't matter. You know, you just throw on a hoodie. But out there, you know, people got Timberlands, and they kind of change their wardrobe when it when it gets colder. So you could see me walking through Ann Arbor with shorts and vans on, and people, you know, bundled up. So uh, it was it was crazy, just that first snow, that all that was just like, I feel like it made me be an adult more, you know, like, even yeah. in lifts, you know, uh, winter workouts, I got to wake up 30 minutes early, earlier to get snow and stuff off my car. So um, just stuff like that, I guess I had experience. But overall, it was, it was a good experience for me. That's dope, man. I know, uh, I know. obviously, Florida State, we on, we on top right now. <laughs> we undefeated. We on top of the world right now. But you went to, and I feel like Florida State got the best tradition. Like, I, it was the best college that I could have went to. But you went to Michigan. Michigan got, like, a lot of tradition. Like... Big blue, like big games against, like you said, Ohio State. I mean, y'all even got big games against all the other teams in the Big Ten. Yeah. Like, what was that environment like? What was that like experience like? Cause I, I never even got to experience that. I don't even know if I played a Big Ten team. Yeah. So that was like a uh, one of the reasons that drew me in. Like my official visit, Michigan State game. It was a game in 2015. They lost on the block punt. So like, I had never really been in an environment like that in yeah. terms of like football. Like. SC had their heyday, you know, early 2000s, but I was yep. young to really feel the environment, what was going around in the city and the stadium. So, you know, going and taking my officials out to the Midwest and even some schools down south, I'm like, this is what I want to be a part of. Like, I'm going to games in the Pac-12, and sometimes, you know, you get a turnout, sometimes you don't. Yeah. But, like, every week we sell out 110,000. Crazy. And, like, I feel like being in that environment with something I want to do is, like, you know, if I feel like I want to go play in the league and play the next level, I want to put myself in the most hectic, chaotic, you know, competitive environment. I guess playing on that stage got me ready mentally uh, in the league. Like I always say, you know, my first game, my first college game, I was way more nervous than my first league game. You know, I went from playing That's in front fact. of, you know, 600 people to 110,000. Yeah. So it's like, as a 17 year old, I, like I said, I had to mature, like, all right, get my mind right. How do I prep myself? How do I get my nerves down? How do I lock in? So when I got to the league, it was like, all right, get in there playing calm. Cause I'm used to just being in these hectic environments. For sure, for sure. Going back to talking about Pasadena a little bit. Yeah. So we know, um, you know, the Rams just came to LA probably like, what, three years before you got drafted? Yeah. Right? They came back, they just came back to yeah, LA. Yeah, two, three years, yep. So did you have any idea, I mean, going through the whole draft process, going through interviews, meeting with teams, did you meet with the Rams? Did you have any idea that, yo, I could potentially, in essence, you know, Pasadena, but I could, in essence, be going back home playing for my hometown team? So, uh, I talk with my agent um, and he do it with all these athletes and they rank the teams, you know, one through 32 or where they yeah. think they're going to go. And if I'm mistaken, you know, I had the Rams at the bottom of my 32 just because the situation they had Mar uh, Marcus Peters, Akeem yep. Tlaib, yep. Roby, Troy Hill was still here. He yep. was kind of in that the spot scoot in, you feel me? And we just had a lot of guys. And so um, they actually brought me on a uh, like a visit and I talked with Wade, I talked with AP. Um, but realistically, I didn't think I was going to come here. But I did have a connection with the Rams beforehand. When the Rams moved out here, I was my senior year, and uh, Les Snead, his son, was coming to my school. Okay. And uh, we had a short conversation, like maybe 15, 20 minutes. And really, I was just picking his brain about football, like asking like how to build a franchise, just 
seeing what they thinking on the other side. You and Les Snead. Yeah. When you was a senior in high school. Yeah, senior high school. I, 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 didn't, yeah, I, didn't, I didn't think nothing of it. You That's feel me? crazy, though. And so we in the coach's office just chopping it up. You know, my coach Sanders, he like, you know, yeah, this, yeah. this is general manager for the Rams. Top, chop it up with him. So we just asking questions. You know, we talking about like, you know, building a franchise. You got to have a running back. At that time, they had just got TG. So uh, it was crazy for me to when I got drafted here. And they, they said they asked people at Loyola about me when it came to drafting me. But um, to see all that come to fruition, like, you know, he got his his running back, you know, yeah. he got his quarterback. And just, I guess, the vision all came together. My senior high school, I wasn't really understanding what he was saying for real. I was just talking to him because I'm like, man, that's somebody where I'm trying to get. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but he remembered the conversation when he called me. Uh, he was like, remember that talk in 2015? That's crazy. And uh, it was crazy how everything came full circle. But I didn't expect to uh, stay out here in L.A. I was expecting to probably go somewhere else, you know. Midwest, down south, uh, my mind was pretty much open. I, I didn't know where I was going to go. Yeah. And what's crazy is D-Lo, I'll let you tell the story, but D-Lo played, you played receiver yeah. in high school. And then Coach Sanders is the one who eventually changed your mind and was like, man, you should give Corner a, a try. How did that whole conversation go like? Yeah, so, um, I mean, growing up, I just always been offensive-minded. You feel me? Like, Reggie Bush, everybody want to run a ball, yeah. had a ball in their hand, like, make plays. And uh, defense is kind of looked off. Um, and I mean, Coach Sanders always tell me like, you know, the money is on the defensive side of the ball. Yes, sir. And uh, Coach uh, Jimmy Lake, he was at Washington. They came and sat down and they kind of, we looked at a list of, you know, I guess receivers that was drafted in the first round below six foot and then corners. And then we looked at the whole draft and then he was like, you know, like, I'm not telling you to move the defensive side of the ball, but it's something you should consider. And so he's all like, man, like when you go to camps, just try to compete. He's all like, it's going to be a thousand receivers. Everybody's scared to play corner. So he like, you can get them reps. You can get better faster. Yep, so yep. I, uh, I took that mindset. And even, even to this day, I got that mindset. I'm always trying to learn. I feel like my best football ahead of me. 100%. So that's what I did from my, you feel my junior year on. I didn't play my sophomore year. I had to sit out because I transferred. So uh, my sophomore year, my junior year, I was just, you know, going to camps, playing DB, playing DB, playing DB. And a lot of my ops came from that, you know, like a lot of my scholarships, like I got a lot of scholarships, like receiver, it's a dime a dozen. You feel me? They gonna, yeah. it's, it's only so many offers they're going to put out for a receiver, but it's like for the premium corners, you know, like you can go anywhere in the country if you yeah. a good corner. So it gave me a lot of ops, like army game, opening, like all that stuff. Like it's way, it's, it's way more opportunities for you to go make plays. And I didn't like the thought of somebody controlling my narrative on offense, you know, yeah, like yeah. you got you to be in a game plan. You got to have a connection. You got to yeah. get the ball. So I felt like on defense, you can control your own destiny. So I eventually just moved over to that side of the ball. And shit, I've been playing defense ever since. Who You really had a offensive mindset and then you moved to defense. How was that transition for you? Um, I think it was easier for me because I feel like when you've been playing defense all the way up, you kind of got these like habits that you're in. Yeah. You know, and since I didn't know nothing, all I could do was listen to Coach Sanders. Mm -hmm. Like, when I make a mistake, he's like, all right, do this. So it's, it was easy for me to take something out of my game and put it in my game. Like, all right, this is what I need to be doing. Like, rather than somebody who's been playing corner for 10 years, it's like somebody trying to coach you. It's like, ah, I've been doing it this way. Yeah. So and it I felt like, yeah, 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 and it worked for me. So, like, I was just, all right, my, my I guess my learning curve was accelerated because it was easy for me to pick up stuff because I wasn't, like, used to doing nothing. And then... uh I was just competing early on, you know, like Coach Sanders just put me in the boundary, tell me lock up, and yeah. then you feel me, everything go away. And then um, as I got to college, it was a little bit more like, all right, like seeing the coverages, seeing formations, mm -hmm. like, so everything was kind of, I guess, a learning curve, but it wasn't difficult for me, like I said, because I didn't have any prior knowledge. Yeah. Like, I didn't, I, I wasn't leaning on something like, oh, this is comfortable. So, uh, you was like a baby. Yeah, in it, essence. It, like, it, I'm, yeah, I'm going to learn from, from it, ground zero. Exactly. And so, it was it was fun to me because I felt like every day I was trying to, and I, I still feel like that about DB. Like every day I'm trying to learn something, add something to my game. So uh, I guess the the learning curve itself wasn't it, it wasn't an issue. Like it, it wasn't it wasn't hard for me to go from offense to defense. And then I could also take some of the stuff I had on offense, like knowing like, all right, why splits what I'm getting, yep, or yep. like you know how I would play this, or like what what this look, what would I be thinking on offense, and like just stuff like that was able to help me. Yeah, for sure, and I know. One thing that I've noticed about you personally, just being around you these these few years, I've been around you is like you, um, the the mental part of the game. Like people don't never want to give us our credit with, yeah. with our with our mental, like how smart we really are. The game, yeah. like your mental in the game. Like I see you in the film room, I see you on the field, and I see how you think, I see how you read the formations. Yeah, you real analytical. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Probably even more so than me yeah. at times. Like you bring up stuff in me that I don't even think about. Yeah. And that's probably thinking about it, that's probably just coming from the way you learn and the way like you came from a receiver background. So that's one thing. And then I also see like the way you do your techniques is like, like I'm basically who you were describing. Like at times we'll, we'll be going over a technique and I'm like, man, I don't know. Like I, I'm used to doing it a little bit different. I'm going to yeah. do it. I'm gonna do it my way. I'm gonna win my way a little bit. Yeah. But then you on the technique, like you'll take every single little technique exactly how Coach Shay and you'll try to master it. Like you a technician for real, for real. And so yeah, and I, I mean I feel like that, and I, especially in the league, um, I feel like it's it's so difficult for us to make plays. You know, yeah, they making it an sure. offensive league. Yeah. Uh, when I think about it like that, I try and give myself every edge. You know, yeah. like where can I get a look to give me an edge on a on a play where I can get there a little bit quicker. Yeah. Especially in, in calls where you know how it is. Like you like at corner, we covering everything on this call. So it's like, nice. all right, how can I allow myself to play a little bit more calmer? And uh a lot of that stuff I learned my rookie year with like E dub and them, like mm -hmm. they like, all right, like you can have some easy downs because coming from Michigan, we man every play. So yeah, I'm stressed every play. I'm I feel like I'm I gotta be locked in every play. And like I'm like, all right, I'm sitting there watching film with him. I spent uh I was inactive like the first six games, six weeks, my rookie year. And I ain't like how I was feeling on the field. So mm -hmm. I was like, man, like, let me just get under a vet and just try and learn, you know, how he played. Like, E-Dub always played calm. Like, even when he came here, like, he was sitting yeah. on the couch for two years and played calm, like, came in, helped us win the Super Bowl. Right. So, like, I'm like, man, like, I just got to see what, what what's he looking at that's mm -hmm. allowing him to play that calm. So, them six weeks, man, I just sat in the film room with him. And sometimes I'll be sitting there, we look at 100 plays, and I ain't know what we was looking at. So, like, I'm just like, all right, like, I'm just trying to get, get get myself in the mind frame of, all right, this is my, how I get ready for a game. Like, watch, like what you looking at? And I guess when it clicked for me was we had a Sunday night game. We was playing the Browns. I was inactive. And uh, we were sitting in there watching film. And they had a play with Nick Chubb. And he's like, all right, you know, what did you see on this? And I just happened to be paying attention. I'm like, all right, well, you know, if you take a step back, it's a draw, you know, and not this. And that was probably two snaps out of the 150 yeah. that we watched. And he wrote a long sentence down. And I'm like, dub, like, you about to think about that? Like, we we, we got stuff that's holding up 10, 15 yeah. plays. Like, that's yeah. that's low percentage. He like, nah, like, I'm gonna remember. So we get to the game, you know, it's down in like the high red, I think, might've been third or fourth down. Big stop in the game. Like, they scored, it's, it's a game at this point. And we was in like a, our old eight, nine, like the run under. Mm. He had. He seen him step back, took off, boom, made a play. And like, I always remember that. I'm like, man, like, he was tapped in on that play. That wasn't that, that wasn't his job. That wasn't what he had to do. But like, he gave himself an op on that play by just being tapped in throughout the week. Tapped and like, we talk about all the time being tapped in. Exactly. So from then on, I'm like, man, like, I got to be tapped in on the mental side of it. I'm like, because sometimes, you know, you're going to get situations where it's like good throw, good catch. Yep. Or, you know, what there's some, some freak athletes out there. So it's like, how can I give myself an edge where somebody who necessarily might be taller than me or a step faster than me, like, all right, I can still play calm knowing what's going on around me. Like, yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, Rod definitely, he, Rod has helped me with that a lot. Like yeah. when I got traded here that same year, yeah. basically, e me and E-Dub, we clicked right away because yeah. we, we thought about the game in the same way. And he really made it easy on me because when we was out there on the field, like you saw last year, when we was out there on the field, he would say something real quick and I would hear him. And I would click back in to exactly, something that yeah, we watched yeah. on film. Exactly. That's because he was so tapped in. It wasn't even because I was, it was because he was really exactly. tapped in, right? And so I tried to do the same thing that you did. I tried to implement that into my game, into my preparation. Not and then sure. when Coach Rock, Coach Raheem, that's what we're talking about. When Coach Rod came, man, Coach Rod, he done helped me like a ton because he was like the head coach of Atlanta. He he was a He's on the offensive coach. side. Yeah. He was on the offensive side of the ball. He was receiver coach for you know, Julio Jones and all them. Yeah. So he taught me a lot about the game from the offensive standpoint. So that's how I've been able to grow. I just want y'all to see, just like how he explained that, that's how much going to the game for us as DBs. Like people people don't really realize like, yo, the hardest positions in football, you got quarterback and then you got yeah. corner. Nah, for sure. I mean, quarterback, corner, and left tackle. Yeah, yeah. Like we the hardest positions in the game. And it, for sure, I mean, it's just like, it's, it's extremely difficult and I always say this to just be there to not make the play. You feel me? Like yep. just to just to be in the vicinity, like it's so much that goes into that. So, like I said, like every advantage I can get, I'm gonna tap in. Yep. Like if I see a look, yep. I'm gone. Like I know that. Rather than it feel like I'm just trying to play every route. And 
I mean, like you said, man, it's it's a tough job. You gotta have tough skin. You gotta move on, whatever happens, and just keep playing. Next play mentality. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Your journey, just since I've been around, like I, I've admired your journey. It, it's been hella dope to me. Like I'm I'm big on journeys and people taking their own paths, right? So I get traded here, kind of the same. I didn't think that I was gonna come into the Rams. They, like you said, they still, yeah. everybody who you name, yeah, well, see, they still they still had yeah, like they exactly. had MP, they had leave, they had Rogue, Rogue they yeah, had sure. I thought there was no way I was going to get yeah. traded to L.A. Yeah. Anyway, get traded to L.A., basically leaving MP, leave, and now it's me, Troy Hill, Roe, D-Will, you, D-Will here, yeah. and you weren't playing yet. And it's your rookie year or whatever. You weren't playing. Then the next year, you weren't really playing that much still because it was me, Troy, D-Will a little yeah. bit. And then last year... You know, you just you just kept focused, kept on building, kept on building, kept on growing. Like we got to really see your growth. You and D will really yeah. got to really see our growth. And then last year, special year, you got to play. But even during last year, like your journey throughout the year was just like a roller coaster, a yeah, little bit up so. and down. Started off the year, Chicago Bears. You popped our season off with a pick. Yeah. Then we had a couple tough games where you didn't play as well as you wanted to play. And then other guys got the opportunity. Other guys went in. You just stayed the course, stayed grounded. You know what I mean? End of the year, middle of the year, end of the year, you coming back in the flow. When we hit the playoffs, like you was playing the best out of everybody in secondary in the yeah. playoffs. Like you, you caught your stride. Like you, you was moving. Yeah. Like how? Just tell me, like how you? How did you keep that mind? I know we corners already, and we confident. And we gotta, we gotta think like next play. It is what it is. It's whatever. But like, how did you? Stay grounded in your journey. Like, did you lean on anybody? Any? I mean, you back home. Did you? Did you have anybody talking to? I mean, what? What was up? Uh, I mean, really, I, I say I lean on my faith. Cause yeah. like, it's tough talking to family members, cause they gonna tell you what you want to hear. Like, all oh, you should be playing, or all oh, that ain't really your fault. And even if that's the case, like, I feel like that ain't gonna help me. Yeah. Like, I just need to tap in. And, all right, what could I do better? How can I make it to where it's undeniable? Where I gotta get on the field? Like, where am I deficient? Like I'm always trying to work on something. And uh last year, like I don't want to sit here and say like it's it was I was unwavering, like like I wasn't phased, cause like, you know, it's it's tough having a, a bad game and you know, you, whether you move out of the rotation, whatever, but it's like, all right, like I gotta control what I can control. Like I gotta keep working on my tech when I go to practice, stay tapped in. And like even when I wasn't getting them reps, it's like, all right, I'm tapped in and I'm still getting a rep on the sideline. I'm tapped in the game. I'm like, all right, this will be seen. I'm looking at the iPads, I'm tapped in with Cooley. And like, if you remember. I didn't play the uh the next game. School had played against Seattle that short week yep. Thursday night, and I had to close the game out at start. Yep. And so I was ready then. I'm like, boom. And I think for me, it's just like I said, I live my life like a next play mentality. It's like I can't be too caught up in what happened before, like good or bad. I just got to control the controllable. So, I mean, you're going to have stuff that happen that's like unfortunate. But like I said, I just lean on my faith. You know, like God got something for me. Like, it may not be what I plan, but, you know, it might be, I, I feel like and sometimes it, it's something better. Like, I think about, you know, all my goals and aspirations I had for last season. Like, I guess I didn't come into the year, like, you know, just like win the Super Bowl. In some sense, I guess some of my goals may, may have been even selfish. Like, all right, like, get Gotta myself, yeah, like, nah, for real. like, get myself established, like, get comfortable, like, use everything that I've been learning these past two years. Mm -hmm. I wasn't really thinking that big. And so, like, I felt like. It was like that was God's like way of you know laughing at my plans. Like I I started off like you said smooth, something happened, and then I ended up starting playing in the Super Bowl. Yep. And like I never thought that far. I guess heading into the year, and like that's just a credit to me staying true. You feel me? Like knowing that God got something for me. Like we made big plays in the Super nah, Bowl. Nah, for sure. Too. Yeah. Like, people don't even people see. Don't get it twisted. AD is a monster, the greatest to play. We I think we'll both yeah, say nah, that nah, easily, that's right? But you look at the last play in the Super Bowl, I'm on the backside, man-to-man -man with Jamar Chase. <laughs> yeah. He was playing nickel. D-Will was um, on the outside. Oh, T. Higgins. Um, they, ran, they ran Lion, which is double slant, yeah, yeah. right? D-Lo popped in the window and yeah. took away Joe Burrow's first read. He held the ball. So he held the ball, gave AD extra time, AD gets the sack. Like, people just see AD getting that sack, which don't get, don't get it twisted. Yeah, no, AD, AD gonna check AD, whip ass. He gonna make it happen. We gonna get our, you, yeah. you know what I mean. We gonna get our rings. But like them type of moments, yo, that's huge. Like you yeah, know, nah. like you did that. You know nah, what I mean? Sure. Like that's something to be proud of. Nah, like, absolutely. As 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 corners, like we got that mindset where we confident. We are gonna be hard on ourselves, right? And we and we gonna, 
you know, we have a short memory, but we are going to be hard on ourselves. But like something like that, like that's a huge play that, you know, shit, if ain't nobody going to give you your flowers for that play, yeah. like I'm going to give you your flowers no, in front of everybody. Yeah. I want everybody to know. Yeah, like, nah, I mean, I, yo, I, I, that's D-Lo. Y'all go back and look at that play. Yeah. D-Lo took away Burrow's first read. And we get a sack. Now we got our rings. Like, now we pop our shit. You and, know what I mean? And, and I, just like you were saying, like before, about the mental part of the game, we was in a man call, but that's something that we got earlier in the game. Yeah. And, like, I just know, like, all right, his tempo kind of slow. It's a window behind me. Like, that's a far throw for him. And the read is right where I'm about to leave. So, like, in that moment, I'm thinking, like, shoot, they ain't about to run no wheel. Trying to get a first down to win a Super Bowl, like, so that was just me like believing in stuff that I was seeing. Like you said, like staying tapped in. Yeah. And for me, that was almost like a, a dub moment. And it was crazy because Dub was on the field with us. Facts. I'm like, man, like, you know, I I, I seen something earlier in the game, remembered it, and in a clutch moment, you know, I was able to give him a AD some extra time. Like, granted, like you said, AD is AD. Yeah. But uh, that was big for me. Like, I don't need no stat for that. Like, I know the effect I had on that play. So like you said, that was, that was a dope situation for me. Yeah, for sure, man. For sure, for sure. Man. Winning a Super Bowl in your hometown, like, what was the feeling like? Like, was your people here? Did they come out on the field after the game? Like, you know, me, my people was here. My daughters was here. They all on the field. We we crunk. It didn't even matter what happened yeah. during the game. Like, yo, we just won a Super Bowl, the highest pinnacle that you can get in, yeah. in, in our sport, right? But you, like, you win it back home in your hometown. Yeah. Like, you know, we, we can say, we can say, you know, as a Rams, we win the Super Bowl in our hometown, but That's like, true. I'm from Tennessee. Yeah. I ain't from here. Yeah. Like, you from here. You from out here. Yeah. Like, how that feel? I mean, shoot. I feel like, just in general, and uh, I think you talked about this last week, like, you always going to have a, a what's next mentality. Yeah. Like, so, in some ways, it hasn't set in, because when I did that, I'm like, man, like, I didn't expect to do that, so like, all right. Like, let's see where I can push it next. Mm -hmm. But just in terms of winning it here, it was crazy. Like, I feel like I grew up and I seen, you know, Kobe bringing championships to L.A. So I feel like for me to be able to have my hands in something and bring a, a world championship to L.A., it was crazy and surreal to me. Like, my dad, my uncle, and my brother came. And my brother was on the field. And uh, like I said, it was just a surreal moment, man. Like, it just, it almost didn't seem real. Like, I feel like when I watched the Super Bowl, just as a, a civilian and, you know, in college, like, it's crazy because it, it just feels so far away. But yeah. in the moment, it's like everything slowed down. And I just remember just sitting on the field, just taking it all in. Like, mm -hmm. I ain't, you know, I, it took me like 40 minutes to go in the locker room. Like, man, like, just thankful. And also, I feel like in that moment, I was just thinking about my journey, like you said. Yeah. Like, man, like, I, I could have missed my op being selfish, you know, whether it was not helping people during the week, not staying tapped and working on my craft, like, not serving others. Like, I was like, man, like, that was a testament to me, I guess, being myself when it wasn't easy to be myself, you know? Yeah. Like, still watching film, knowing I'm probably not going to get in the game. Like, mm -hmm. stuff like that. And I'm like, man, like, it just showed how faithful God is to, like, his plan. Not your plan, but his plan. So, Facts. like I said, it was just a it was a full circle moment for me. And it, I don't want to minimize a Super Bowl, but it was just about, like, that was a life lesson for me. Like, about, you know, like, keeping my head up when it don't seem like it's if you'd have told me week five, like we went on that stretch, we losing them games, I wasn't playing. I like, man, like y'all about to win the Super Bowl, just chill, you know, like because yeah. it, it was kind of, it, I won't say it was hectic in the facility, but like everybody's not like, you know, like we got to tighten up, you know, like we fast, you know, like we got to tighten up, and so like just fast forward, it was like a full, like I said, a full circle moment, and just sitting on the field, like man, like I just started in the Super Bowl, playing Super Bowl, and we won, and I'm here, you know. LA, city of Inglewood, like born and raised in Pasadena. Everybody get to see me, you know, high school, you know, teachers, peers, friends. Like, it, like I said, it was a surreal moment. Like I ain't even go out, you know, that night. I just sat and talked with my folks. Like it was, like yeah. I said, it was a surreal moment and a full circle moment for me. And I was just, I was blessed. That's to say the, to say the very least, man. Like all I thought about was my journey. Like, I'm like, man, like this is a, a one way of a, I guess a gift or, Way to repay me, like I said, for being myself when it yeah. when it was tough to be myself, Facts. you know. That's all God. That's what D nah, always hey, say. Real we, talk. Man, we 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 might be tripping about a play, tripping about something going on. We can always count on D to come tell us, like, hey, we good. That's all it's all God. Not nah, for like, real. And I, I mean you gotta you gotta think that way. Like it was it was rough last week. And some of the stuff Facts. we had some stuff happened, it's like, you know, that shit don't never happen. Ever. And like at a certain point, you gotta sit back because it's like 
you get so mad because you feel like we control everything. Like yep. you want to have your hands and everything. And that's what make you so frustrated where you like, damn, I feel like I could have, you know. And at a certain point, you got to take a step back. Like, you know, like if God allowed it to happen, we just got to reset. Boom, that's move it. on. It's all God. Like, and like I said, it, I'm not sitting here saying it's unwavering. Like you ain't going to have no emotions towards it. But like at the end of the day, before you go to bed, you got to chalk it up as that. Like, all right, man, you know, what's next? You Thanks. know, like you can't be caught up in all of that. So, man, like, like I said, it's just a... Right, like you said, bro, it's, it's all God, bro. And, hey. and ever since. And then I know you um you said you say your pops was with you, your brothers was with you. Like you talk about family a lot, you talk about your faith. So I know you stand on those things. Like, how was it? Cause you know, I'm from Tennessee. Like a lot of the times, like if I'm going out here, yeah. if I'm moving around here, I always hit you up like D Lo, like this place is good to move, this, yeah. this, this is good to move here, it's good to move there. Just the dynamic out here is so much different than other places, right? No, like for you sure. got, you got the you got the distractions. You got the Hollywood. You got the yeah. stars. All of this, right? But then on the other end, like you got the gangs. You got yeah. the, the the bad things that you could be into. Yeah. Like, how did you um, like stay focused and 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 not have none of them distractions in your life? Uh, I mean, I say the biggest thing for me is one. I just wasn't that type of person. Um, I understand, you know, being here in LA, whether it's gang culture and all that other stuff. Or even the Hollywood stuff. Some people are born in that stuff, but yeah. I was never really like fascinated with it. And also, like I felt like I had real life examples of like the the cons of it. Like I feel like some people are they glorify it because they think of you know fast money, the popularity, whatever. Yep. And so I had real life examples of how it could go bad. Like mm -hmm. you know you getting pulled away from your family, like you getting killed, like whatever whatever the case may be. So in every sense, like. I think experience, it, all, it don't always have to come on your behalf. You could watch somebody else take an L and like, all right, well, I know what not to do. And I feel like it was just a lot of that around me. Like, you know, whether it's people getting killed, like people being in the wrong place at the wrong time. And that kind of made me think about like, all right, like I got to control what I can control. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I was never really interested in, in being out in the streets or nothing like that. Um, because of my dad's situation, like I wasn't really leaning to doing that because I seen the side effects of that of like, yeah. you know, being away from your family, like, and I guess the dynamic that it created. And so I was more so on a, a straight path. I'm like, man, like, how can I be, you know, I guess a, a, a legal route and and, yeah, and, and, for sure. and just do the right thing for the most part. So, I mean, as far as like the gang culture stuff, I don't want to sit here and make it seem like LA is this just crazy chaotic place. But at the same time, I think it's with anything else, you got to be aware of your surroundings. Mm -hmm. And my mm -hmm. dad, is that's what my dad always taught me. Like, man, like, you know, like it's so much stuff, it's so much crazy stuff going on, so much crazy people. And you got to be aware of that, you know, like you can't, you know, interact with the world how you want it to be. It's, it's about how it is. Like how yeah. how, is, how really is the world? Like it's people that's tripping out here. It's people that's, it's, it's dangerous people out here. So like as often as possible. And like I said, which even when we be out and stuff, I, you know, my eyes, my attendance is always up because I'm like, man, like it, all it takes is a split instance for something to go bad. And I feel like a lot of the times, um, uh, people aren't aware of that. They just, you know, sitting back and they chilling and they're not peeping certain stuff. And mm -hmm. sometimes I can, you know, say your life, you know, like not being at the wrong place at the wrong time. Because it don't always got to be about what you're doing or, you know, what's right and what's wrong. It's like, you got to be aware of the situation in your environment. Yep. So as far as the gang culture stuff, like that's just awareness, you know, like, and uh, that's the biggest thing I preach. You know, I'll let y'all know, like, man, like it's not a game because uh, all it takes is one, bro. You know, like, uh, you can do a lot of things a lot of times out here and, you know, somebody just catch you one time and, and that's how it be, you feel Thanks. me? And, and, and that's unfortunate. And um, I feel like I always preach that. And then the Hollywood stuff, you know, that really ain't even my style. Like, yeah. I just be... You be chilling. Yeah, I be chilling. Yeah. I be laid back. I with my folks. Um, and so, like I said, I never really been fascinated by none of that stuff. Uh, just real laid back, chilling, and, uh, you know, just with my folks, man. So, shit, how, um, you know, after after last week, we had us a tough one. Man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, that, or one that's uncharacteristic or what how we rock, you know. Yeah, you know for how sure. we rock, how we talk, how we prepare. We we sure. we didn't expect that to happen. Yeah. But this week, you know, we like clean slate. Yeah. You know what I mean? Let's let's get back to even. Yeah. Like, I know how my preparation was. That's and my preparation was dang near the same, but in my mind, like I just kept telling myself that mentally, like in my yeah. mind, like, yo, let's strike back, let's get back even. Like, let me just do whatever I got to do to get back even. Yeah. Focus on this week, not worry about next week, not worry about the last week, whatever. Like, how do you how do you deal with certain stuff like that, though? Like, 
you know, off a tough loss. And then you bounce back this week and we got Atlanta who come in who actually played well against the Saints yeah. the week before. Real you know, well. as we was watching film and stuff, like they was giving them work at times. Yeah, yeah, game, nah, you know sure. what I mean? And how how do you feel like today out on the field coming back from all that and, and, and making sure we got a win today? Uh I mean, like it like you were saying to me is Rob, I give myself 24 rule. You know, I think about it, any emotions, put it behind me. Uh, as far as my preparation, I didn't feel like I prepared bad, bad last week. You know, we just had some stuff that didn't go our way. Yeah. And that's going to happen every week. You know, we had some stuff out here that went, you know, some calls or some plays. It's like, ah, we don't want to be in that right there. Yeah. So I try not yeah. to get caught up in, in in those type of plays because that's just the the beater. That's the that's the, the issue within the call. Um, but, I mean, like I said, it's, today was a crazy one in general, but just the flow of the game, you know. Yeah. Like, we, we started off hot. Um, came out half, you know, played really well. And then it kind of was up and down, you know, with some turnovers. Yep. So I think, like uh, Rob was talking about, you know, the mental agility, staying tapped in the game. But I think as, at least for corners, it makes it a little bit difficult for us because we trying to feel the vibe of the offense in those moments, you know. Yep. Like, quick turnovers, you know, like, is it going to be a shot? Is it going to be a quick game? Is it going to stick with their offense? Yep. So, like, it was, it was a little, you know, I guess weird today, but at the end of the day, we got to find a way to win ugly, which we did. And I Facts. think that was something that we did last year. You know, we had one in Baltimore where yeah. we found a way to sneak it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. So yeah. um, it's a positive. It's always a positive. Champagne problems when you win. Um, we was able to get out of here with a uh, with a dub. So, uh, you know, we had some issues, as we will every game. And so we will fix it and, and get ready to uh, go and play next week. Straight up. Straight up. Mm -hmm. I appreciate you, bro. Yeah, appreciate for sure, bro. Appreciate you, man. Coming on straight up the press. Real talk. One of the most... Positive guys I've ever been around, man. A guy who I actually admire, man. I admire the way he go about his business. I admire the way he work, man. The way he come in the facility. The way he always uplifting all of us, man. It's a good dude right here, man. Y'all appreciate you, bro. D Lo, y'all follow D Lo on all his social medias. Yeah, for sure, bro. Uh, David Long Jr. on Instagram, and uh, I'm pretty sure same thing on Twitter. So this is what it is. Y'all go follow my dog. Thank you, bro. Appreciate you here. Yes, sir. Thanks for listening to Straight Off the Press. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. New episodes drop every Tuesday. For full video episodes, check out Uninterrupted's YouTube channel and click subscribe. Catch y'all next week.